no late treason news, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Charles. It's me. And Miss Harley. It's her. It's her, and she's beautiful, and she hasn't pooped inside once today. 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 But, like, maybe we can keep that going. I, I would hope so. Every It's it's weird. Every once in a while when she... She's supposed to be on a schedule. like, And I... It's not a strict schedule, but it's rough. But like sometimes she'll sneak out of bed when mm-hmm. I'm still sleeping and come up here and just poop. Yes, and I'm like, she will. You know that it's not supposed to happen until I get up. And I think honestly, sometimes it's a strategic decision because she's mad at you. Why? We're in bed. We are cuddling. She is sleeping almost directly on my face. I don't just know. Because like sometimes, to like, well, for sure, one time you like left and she was staring at the door and then she marched over and she like full on spike pooped. <laughs> So definitely sometimes it's a weapon. Um, that's why someone's going to have to spend some more time in her crate if she doesn't start behaving. No, Harley, he's talking about you. He's not talking about me. Mm-hmm. I don't even have a crate. Yet. Yet. Oh, but speaking of that, you wanted me to tell you about the party. I we do, had. yeah. So I, I wasn't here for Chloe it. Chloe and I threw a housewarming party because we had not had one yet. And it was very fun. I think like overall maybe 30 people showed up. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was very fun. Uh, no one got sloppy. <laughs> so that was good. I cannot imagine that many people in here. Mm. You know what it was? It was, so we have a common area that's like our living room slash kitchen. But then there were a bunch of people in the back too. Okay. Because we have a little, what would you call it? Like a court, not even a courtyard, like no, a like concrete slab. Patio ish. Yeah. Yeah. So we have that in the back. So there were a bunch of people back there. And it was nice because I felt like it was one of the last weekends where that's going to be like very comfortable. Like you could have gone out there with a light jacket or no jacket and Mm -hmm. have been fine. Did the neighbors come? Uh, yeah, so guy who dropped the air conditioner out of the window Mm -hmm. and knocked out everybody's air conditioners, his roommates came over. And I was like, I don't know why I just thought he and his girlfriend lived alone. So it took me like five minutes to work out what was happening. Okay. I was like, who are you? What? Um, oh, I meant to ask you this. Your downstairs bookcase, did you buy that or find it? The the one, one with the the um, the square cutouts for the baskets. The one that I have. As a divider. Yeah, I uh, bought it. Okay, I had an insane conversation. And I have to preface this with... The upstairs neighbors who are roommates with air conditioner guy are very nice, Uh but he was convinced they had an identical bookcase and they put it out on the curb. And he's like, no, he must have found it and brought it in. I was like, no, I think he bought it. And he's like, that's the one that um, me and Chris put together. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought. But apparently they owned an identical one. So he was like, I mean, it's Ikea. I'm sure. That's what I said. Anyway, I knew I was right, but I I was like, this is a party. I'm not getting into this. Um, But that aside, He's very nice. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Am I offended by that? Why were you some, offended? I don't know because it's, it's something that I would do had I seen a nice bookcase outside. Well, I was but like I proud of you. I was so, like, oh my god, good on Charles. He got a deal. But I didn't. So I'm like, wait, was he upset or was he just no, convinced no, no, that no. I'd he taken was it? like, wow, that's so serendipitous. No, he was oh. like happy. Oh, okay. He was like, oh my god, I'm so glad he's using it. I was like, literally, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, that, that we put that, like, it was just a weird coincidence. Because I oh, guess okay. they moved in right before we moved in. Ah. And I have seen them put taking it down a lot on of the like, curb, and then we moved in, yeah. I have seen them taking a lot of Ikea stuff outside, and I'm like, oh, well, that's all in pieces, but that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was cool, because those were neighbors I had never met. Um, I think Nikki was traveling with music people. Okay. Uh, she's a singer, our upstairs neighbor. Because, like, the next day I was leaving and she was getting out of an airport shuttle. Mm. She was like, hold the door, hold the door, hold the door. <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, it was it was great. It was very fun. Cool. Everybody missed you. Everybody was asking about you. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Charles, people like you. Weird. Oh, all Why? Right. <laughs> Just let love into your heart, Charles. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, so, while we're in the pop culture section, I wanted to talk. If you have any new recs, let me know. I, I have a couple, yeah. Okay. And then also I wanted to talk about, have you seen the Dark Phoenix trailer? I just watched it last night. <sighs> I have a lot of feelings. I I also have a lot of feelings. Okay. What are your feelings? You go first. Um, I'm not in love with it, but I don't Nor hate I. it like I saw some people hating it. Nor I, I don't 
I don't hate it. Um, I, I what the actress Sophie from Game of Thrones. Yes. Love, 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 love her. I I feel like, um, I'm just glad that someone's taken over the role from Famke Jensen. Oh, a hundred percent. Because I hate her. Here's how I feel about Sophie. Like, she's very pretty. Mm-hmm. She seems like a very nice person. Um, I don't know if she's as strong of an actress as we need for that role if it's done right. Especially with everyone else who's in the movie? Yes. Okay. I feel like there are a lot of young actresses who are way stronger than her mm-hmm. who probably could have murdered it. Right. But she's very pretty. Everybody knows her from Game of Thrones and she looks good with red hair. Yeah. So they're like good enough. Yeah. And like she's a strong enough actress where like it's not glaring. It's not Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, um, that needs to end immediately. From the trailer, it looks like a lot of the movie will just be people talking about Jean Grey and not perhaps a lot of Jean Grey. And the Dark Phoenix is an entity that like invades Jean Grey's body. Right. And that also seems like it's not in the movie. So it's just a very strange interpretation of... Because I remember as a kid watching the animated X-Men. And I found mm-hmm. the Phoenix stuff, like, scary. Oh, okay. Um, because, that, like, it's this alien that invades Jean. And Jean, like, is so powerful. And Didn't they, didn't they fuck it up in X-Men 3? They've fucked it up literally every time they've tried it. I, like, <laughs> Fox cannot lose control of the franchise soon enough yeah just give it to marvel so they can do it right and yeah. stop ruining x-men stop ruining everything the, i the one x-men film i liked and i always forget which one it is was that last stand where magneto's in the bar inglorious bastards part two basically he like has a showdown with the nazis oh that oh which one is that and that is is that the last stand it might That's be the third stand. one yeah i didn't like the third one I don't know. I thought that one was the strongest narrative-wise. Okay. Um, I wonder how they're going to... I just also wonder how they're going to retcon this into everything they've already done, which they've done a decent job with sometimes. I just... I <clears> really <throat> want to see James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, even though he's a horrible misogynist uh, and violent domestic abuser. Um, he's a good actor. Uh, put them in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. because I feel like they can actually do something good there. Well, it's weird because, like, Disney bought Fox, so they own that now. So this must have been in the works, obviously, way before they they, had control. When you see them storyboarding movies, it's bananas how far into the future they go. Mm -hmm. Because they have to, because the movies take so long to make. Right. So they're still wrapping up stuff. I mean, there's a reason that they made Venom. Because they were literally, they were like, we still own Spider-Man. We can't do another Spider-Man. Right. So let's just do Venom. That's... That's Sony, right? That's Sony. But it's the same deal. Right. Where it's like they they buy like a package contract. Yeah. They're like, we're going to make four Spider-Man films. And then people are like, we don't want to see Spider-Man anymore. And <laughs> they were like, okay, cool. Uh, but we still own this. So we have to do something with it. Same with Fox. They bought X-Men. So, so they were like, yeah. we have to keep making X-Men. So if you notice in the title sequence... It doesn't say X-Men Dark Phoenix. It just says Dark Phoenix. Because they don't want to make another fucking lemon X-Men movie. Which is what I feel like they did with Logan. Which was great. Exactly. It's exactly what they did with Logan. But, I mean, Hugh Jackman fought for Logan. He fought for the R rating. Yes, he did. He had a lot of creative control over that. And he did it right. To his credit. It's like, this is my last movie. This is my it's, last I'm gonna, one. I'm, I'm going to do out. whatever the hell I want. Yeah, I'm going hard. Uh, and that was a spectacular film that did not get enough credit. I thought that it would have been interesting. I mean, I guess they're kind of doing it now, but like the the original plan that they were supposed to do, the X-Men Origins, where you saw the origin of each one of them. Mm-hmm. And that would have been really interesting if they had stuck with that idea and not been like, a Wolverine. Just do everything with Wolverine. Everything. No, fuck it yeah, all. Wolverine. I, I really feel like Apocalypse made them panic because mm-hmm. they poured a lot of money into that and it didn't do great. I mean, it like still made hundreds of millions of dollars. Sure. But for what they were hoping for, mm-hmm. it was a disappointment. Right. Uh, and I think it freaked them out and they were like, we got to get away from the X-Men franchise while still doing X-Men films mm-hmm. because we bought X-Men. <laughs> Uh, it's just such a fucking mess. I'm like, we, just unify it. Give everything to Marvel. <laughs> yeah, just give it all back. You you're don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're just going to keep getting criticized. No one's going to like your movies anymore. Yes. Uh, so that's my rant about that. I also have anti-Rex, guys. And listen, these might be controversial. 
But I think we can get through it together if we just have open minds and open hearts. What are anti-rex? So, I, I know. I I have one. Okay. So, I'm watching Maniac on Netflix. Oh. Mm. Oof. Uh, so, I'll say this. Here's some nice things I'll say about it. Um, it's visually beautiful, and it's clearly designed for tweens to make gifts of on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Like every scene, literally, I was like, there's a gif, there's a gif, mm-hmm. there's a gif. Like visually stunning. I love the universe it takes place in. Um, it's this weird sort of, it's like our world, but not our world. And the technology is very cool. It's like 80s sort of junkyard technology where all of the computers are very retro, but high tech. Right. Which I love being an 80s baby. Right. It's directed by Kerry uh, Fukunaga, who is the director of uh, True Detective. Okay. <laughs> Amazing director. And so th- I'll say that. It's like well-directed, uh, visually beautiful. Emma Stone's great uh, acting her little butt off. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful, as always. Um, Jonah Hill's like barely awake. Seems like he lost yeah. a bet and is forced to be in this series. It's very weird. All of his acting choices are very weird. It is so boring. I got about three quarters of the way through the first episode Oof. and went, nope. Yeah. <laughs> I am on my phone constantly. And like I tweeted about this and some people, I think well-meaning people tweeted me and they were like, no, but the whole thing's like an analogy for mental illness and brain damage. And I was like, no, no, here's the thing. I, I get that. I get it. Yep. I totally get it. I don't give a shit. I liked it when it was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Right, because that's when I when I watched I watched like promo trailers, and then I started watching the series, and then I watched like a full length trailer, and they're like, so, some woman is like, we keep separating them, and they keep finding each other, and I was like, you mean oh. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yeah, you mean Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet? And like my fear is because Charles, time is moving forward, and you and I are getting older. I'm like, are I these- refuse to acknowledge that. <laughs> I'm like, are these younger people who just haven't seen Eternal Sunshine of the right. Spotless Mind? Mm-hmm. Just a better film. Go watch it. I will say this. Here's one thing Maniac does better than Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Emma Stone's character is slightly less manic pixie dream girl because they do go into her past. They do explore her relationship with her sister and her mm-hmm. mother and her father. So she's given more of a background than Kate Winslet's character, okay. which I appreciated. I was like, sure. cool, she's like a person. I love Emma Stone. Jonah Hill, I feel... Ambivalent, ambivalent about yeah usually i i really think jonah's a brilliant comedic actor and he's one of the comedic actors i don't like seeing dr- do drama okay because i feel like he's not good enough to do that okay. that sounds harsh but it's because he's so funny right i'm always like waiting for i feel like that's when he shines i feel like he's trying to do what like Robin Williams yes. or what Adam Sandler tried to do yes. later. In I, I actually think Adam Sandler did it better than him. I've heard, I've I never saw it, but I heard that Punch Drunk Love was Ooh, amazing. That I've never movie seen it. Killed me. He's really? so good in it. Yeah, right. he's so good. I've in heard it. that, but I just can't bring myself to watch it. Um, it is very. Heavy so though. should I barrel through this series? Oh, I'm slogging my way because I stopped it. episode one. No, I. Truly, people were like, watch till episode four. I got to episode four. Still didn't like it. Someone else was like, episode five. I'm like, you I am keep a, doing this to me. I am halfway through this series, and I still don't like it. Okay. That is a bad sign. Mm. Um, but, and I will say this. I feel like a lot of the gravitas of Emma Stone's character is because of Emma Stone. She is doing yeah. a lot with very little. Mm-hmm. So, credit to her. Um, and yeah, I don't want to like shit on anybody who's enjoying it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. But my favorite review I've seen of Maniac so far is, oh, wait, I got to shout them out because I don't want to just, uh, steal it from them. It was, do, 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 scrolling. Oh, look at how many thoughts I have on Twitter. Isn't that (laughs) great? I'm so deep. Uh, let's see. It is from Wired. This isn't a TV show. It's a pricey, claptrappy, long-form Iowa Writers Workshop application, Mm. which is 100% accurate. Here's the thing. I like pretentious work. Yeah. That's sort of my jam. This is too pretentious for me. (laughs) Truly, it is like an Iowa Writers Workshop application. What I'm getting from what I've seen also is like Eternal Sunshine mixed Mm. with like a Black Mirror episode. But pretty. I mean, Black Mirror is pretty, but like I don't even think they're trying to make a weighty statement like Black Mirror is about technology, at least. It's more about, it's just like, you know what it is? It's a bunch of 
art house films that I've already seen. Okay. And it was almost like they wanted to do something stylistically, mm-hmm. but they thought they needed content to sort of match the style. So they tried to be very pretentious and art housey about it, and it didn't work. Mm. Visually, beautiful. <laughs> I think that's why I keep watching, because I'm also like super high when I'm watching. <laughs> so I'm like, this is like looking at it is dope but it man it really goes off the rails episode three and then never sticks to landing perfect great oh boy at least that's how i feel about it how do you feel about it hashtag light trees and pod uh i won't get mad at you for your feelings don't get mad at me for mine mm. it's really divisive i okay. had a lot of people yeah. who stuck up for it so clearly a lot of people like it a lot mm. and if you're enjoying it good i'm glad you're happy all right maybe i'll try getting through another episode I mean, Charles, I'm not telling you to do that. But if you're, if you, <laughs> if you decide you want to do it, well, because I, I, you're right. I did really enjoy Emma Stone, and I was just like, mm. I'm curious because some people are like, oh man, but the way, but it ends, it ends, and I'm like, if I get to the end of this fucking thing, yeah, but there are also people who defended that fucking Ozark show, and that was terrible. It's so bad. That was terrible. I don't think I ever talked about it on the show because it was so boring. It was one of the, like, Some that's another one where like 20 minutes into the first episode, I was like, and nope. Charles, <laughs> you and I have anti-wrecked so much on this show. <laughs> uh, is there anything you like right now? Um, there's a, okay, so it's, I don't want to say that it's a recommendation, but I don't want to call it an anti-wreck either. Um, I just watched the second season of American Vandal on Netflix. I haven't seen American Vandal. It's on one of my two watch lists. Uh, it's what are you? I don't know. Is what she are you okay? Harley just, just dramatically laid at my feet. Yeah. Um, she she's fine. She just wanted to be over there. I guess she's like, oh, good. Everyone's looking at me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I've okay. So it is a mockumentary. Yes. Uh, which the, the when I watched the first season. I didn't realize until like episode. <laughs> really? Well, episode because th- it's not marketed that way. Sure. It was like fake marketed as like a real documentary. And then episode three, I was like, "Why are all these high school students telling all their secrets to a camera crew?" <laughs> and then I looked it up, and I was like, "These people are actors." <laughs> Charles, you've been had again. So, um, I mean, episode season one is about uh, this kid who allegedly drew a bunch of penises on their teacher's car. Yes. This one is like about someone who keeps doing all these pranks with poop. It's okay, called great. he's called the turd burglar. Okay. Um, I'm into it. But uh it is mindless. Mm-hmm. It's interesting enough where I'm like what's going to happen? Um there's too, there's a few too many twists and turns because they're trying to keep you on your toes until like literally the last second, okay. which is something they also did in the first season. Interesting. Um and then it's just like, okay, this is a mystery. I don't really care about what happens, but I kind of care, so I'll watch it enough. Like, I was on my phone a little bit, but every once in a while I'd be like, wait, what happened, huh? Yeah. Th- I think there's a difference it's between def- it's occasionally a s- on my phone, but I'm still engaged, and yeah. Maniac, where I'm just fully on my phone, like yeah. texting people, and I'm like kind of following the plot. I'm like, oh, okay, it's still the same thing? All right. Um, it is definitely a stupid show. Okay. but it is, I've heard good things about it. It, I mean, it's it's entertaining, and they do it in a fun way okay um okay good to know what else oh loving this new season of american horror story the oh i have i haven't seen any of it i just finished cult boo so bad so bad <laughs> so bad you did warn me yeah, yeah. cults is one of the ones that was really hard to get through but so far uh apocalypse okay is doing great episode three was just last night i will I, say this i even when i enjoy it i wish Ryan Murphy was not so in love with the cameos of his friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Billy Eichner. But every time Billy Eichner pops up, I'm like, there's comedic actor Billy Eichner. Mm-hmm. And it, like, really takes me out of it. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty, my only complaint. Pretty much. Um, I like every once in a while when there's, like, a callback to a previous season. That's some of my favorites. But mm. Cult really has nothing to do with anything. Okay. And it was just, like... Yeah, Let's just it, torture the audience. It sort of seemed like they were like, well, we have to address the election. And I was like, do you? Mm-hmm. I, the, I'm not watching American Horror Story because I want to hear your political ideologies, you know? Yeah, something that, because Chris and I now do like mini episodes of Dirty Little Horror oh, about cool. American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that we've talked about is like, he, like Ryan Murphy tries to make good points using 
the worst characters he possibly can. Which is and it's almost a little like bit, it does the opposite, right? A little bit, but it's also like kind of beating you over the head with it. Like, I'm sure that there are people who have these views, but they're not like these extreme, horrible people who will definitely murder their neighbors. Yeah, true, 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 um, true. But he does that kind of in every season. He uses he the does. worst character to make what he thinks is a good point. And I feel like that really heavy-handed approach works with horror but when he tries to make like political statements it is so cringeworthy yeah. i'm like tr- i don't want to hear you pontificate right i just want to like a fun horror story mm-hmm. like roanoke roanoke was great roanoke was so great Ro- and roanoke it, threw me for like a loop yeah and it, like it was over the top so ryan murphy in every way but not making political statements yeah. <laughs> which i was like yes um because everybody watching that show anyway is you know, a liberal, yeah. you know? You like, if you're watching a Ryan Murphy thing, like, we get it. You don't have to preach to us. Yeah. Um, but anyways, guys, it's that time of the show, and oh boy, do we have a lot of bad news to talk about. Here is your bad news. So obviously I wanted to talk about Brett Kavanaugh and the hearing with Christine uh, Blasey Ford testifying at the Senate committee hearing. It happened this morning, yesterday for you guys. Don't panic. It's Friday. You're okay. (laughs) You're like, oh my God, is it not the end of the week? No, it is truly the end of the week. You made it. So in her opening statement, uh, Ford, and by the way, like I actually could not watch it Mm. i like physically i was like i'm gonna get too mad probably too sad so i was watching people respond to watching it on twitter so everything i'm gonna say basically is filtered through twitter (laughs) so that's just my caveat um she was very emotional when she was testifying uh crying claire mccaskill was in the audience and she was like openly crying um she said that she was terrified of giving her testimony uh, Blasey said she met Kavanaugh through friends that they that they sometimes attended the same parties, although they didn't know each other well. Um, and she said that the assault drastically altered her life. She explained that she did not want to tell her parents that she had been drinking beer with boys at a party without adult supervision. She said she told very few friends over the years about having been assaulted. Blasey said she was compelled to recount the assault while at couples counseling in May 2012 because it had interfered with an extensive remodel of the family's home. Blasey insisted on adding a second front door, which her husband could not understand until she described her memory of being locked in a bedroom and assaulted. She then recalled the slow process of telling other people close to her about the assault as Kavanaugh emerged as a potential Supreme Court nominee. So, like... (sighs) I'm so glad she testified because I think a lot of people don't understand how deep the trauma is for survivors. Mm. Like this is a fully grown woman who is remodeling her home with her husband and has internalized the fear and panic she felt that night as a teenager so much that she just dropped that like, oh, I need a second door. And her husband was like, why? And that's when she started to like unpack all that. Like, why do I need a second emergency exit? Oh, because I was fucking almost raped by a bunch of frat dudes mm-hmm. and I had to get out of that room and I locked myself in a bathroom to get away from them. But like that trauma never goes away. No. And what she did really effectively, I think, during the hearing was basically explain how the the memory of a survivor is different than the memory of a person who commits assault. Because for Brett Kavanaugh, that was not a big deal, that day to him. No, it really wasn't. To the point where he probably, if he didn't fully forget about it, he's forgotten about a lot of it, mm. a lot of details. For her, she remembers it like it was yesterday. Mm. To the point where like it's affecting the choices she makes as a fully grown woman. So that I thought was so interesting. And like there were a lot of details she provided that people found very compelling. Like they were talking, they were asking her about the assault itself and like why he was having trouble taking her clothes off. And she's like, oh, because I had a one-piece bathing suit on underneath. And like that was such a specific detail because there's been a lot of talk about Beach Week 
Mm -hmm. know, like they would go swimming and stuff like that. And she was, I think, a diver. Um, and she was getting ready or she had just gotten done with diving. I forget what it was, but like that detail rung really true with people. They were like, oh, fully that happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a, a really emotional for a lot of people. By the way, if, if you're listening to this episode and you watch the testimony and you're having a hard time, it is totally okay not to watch this stuff and to be really nice to yourself and you know, treat yourself to stuff and don't beat yourself up like you're somehow failing if you're not keeping up with the Brett Kavanaugh shit or you didn't watch this committee hearing because it's totally okay if you didn't. Did you, is there a reason that she is um, testifying in public as opposed to in private? So I know that that was an option. Yeah, I think it was up to her. And I think she chose to speak publicly, which is so brave of her. And I'm so glad Mm -hmm. she did. It was so frustrating to watch these assholes grilling her. um, Because first of all, people were taking like screenshots of what she was looking at. And it really looks like The Handmaid's Tale, like Mm -hmm. under his eye, a bunch of old white men basically treating it like it was a trial when it was not a trial. It was a committee hearing. Uh, Blasey Ford is not on trial. (laughs) Uh, And it was frustrating because like she was being grilled, but like Mark judge was not there. The key witness who was also in the fucking room Mm -hmm. and was laughing about people trying to rape her. Um, Brett Kavanaugh is not being grilled to the extent that she is. So it's like yet again, the victim being put on trial, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's informally where there was one part where she had said before that she didn't want to appear for a hearing cause she has a fear of flying. So this woman, basically the Republicans knew the optics of this looked terrible. So they put this woman, Rachel Mitchell in charge of questioning her. Um, Oh, isn't she like a a lawyer or yes. something? Yeah. So, I mean, that right again, there again, is... Again, putting her on trial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Rachel Mitchell is from the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. Um, and she was the one who was like, wait, I thought you were afraid of flying, basically, trying to make her look like a liar. Right. And, which is so fucking stupid, because it's like, she is afraid of flying. Mm -hmm. She put that fear aside, or tried to deal with that fear, so she could go to the hearing and talk about how she was almost raped by Brett Kavanaugh, and how that has traumatized her to this day. Mm -hmm. So, instead of, like, applauding her for her bravery, and there were, you know, senators like Patrick Leahy was, he thanked her and was like, you're very brave, thank you for being here. But, so many of the Republicans and Mitchell, who is just a fucking bootlicker. I'm like, oh, as yeah. soon as they found a woman to do it, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you for doing this. You chose to do this. Like, oh. Uh, so. It's kind of disgusting. But although someone brought up an interesting point on Twitter where they were like, I think Rachel Mitchell believes her. And I was like, she might what? believe her, but she's still a piece of shit. You think so? Mm-hmm. Or they think so? They think so. I wasn't watching it. But regardless, I'm like, the fact that you were like, wait, I thought you were afraid of flying. It's like, fuck off. She is afraid of flying. That also has nothing to do with this hearing. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, So also people are very angry at uh, a a few specific Republicans. Chuck Grassley pissed off a lot of people um, because he opened uh, the hearing by attacking Democrats. He blamed Dianne Feinstein for not coming forward sooner about the allegations against Brett Kavanaugh because Feinstein is the one who had the letter from uh, Ford. Um, She received it on September 13th. She said, my staff and I recognized the seriousness of those allegations and immediately began our committee's investigation. Um, so Grassley was like, I wish we had more time to investigate the allegations as though they haven't like arbitrarily set a date. (laughs) It's like, you totally could spend more time on this. You could say, I don't know, have Mark judge come in and talk about his shit, you know, but they, they don't want to look into it because they know it would be a fucking disaster. And then motherfucking Lindsey Graham. Oh my God. What was that headline? (laughs) Fuck the fuck off Lindsey Graham. You fucking misogynist. Perfect. From Jezebel. 
Lindsey Graham absurdly claimed that, and this is completely false, that Democrats are never subject, subjected to accusations of sexual misconduct. Fucking what? Where were you during the Clinton administration? Yeah. I or, mean, Bill Clinton's a piece of shit. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, more recently, Al Franken. <laughs> yes, it happens <laughs> all the time. But it was just such an underhanded. And I love that Republicans always accuse Democrats of polit- politicizing shit. This is a prime example of politicizing something in a totally false way. Yeah. Democrats are frequently subjected to accusations of sexual misconduct because guess what? A lot of men commit sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. So it's not a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue issue it's not even a male or female issue because women can commit sexual misconduct too men do it a lot more yeah. but <laughs> it's not even gendered it's just a behavioral societal problem that we should deal with right uh so i literally could yell about this all day. i mean do they not do they not remember um garland like what they did with that they Who? just uh uh, the Obama's nominee Garland. Oh, oh yeah, Merrick Garland. Merrick yeah. Garland. Yeah. Uh, just like refusing to even do this. Well, yeah, and like, oh man, uh, Merrick Garland. Uh, so there is a new Kavanaugh accuser named Julie Swetnick, um, who has provided details about um these parties that these drunk. Uh, teenage boys were at where girls allegedly were being drugged and raped. Um, She claims that Kavanaugh, as a high school student in the early 80s with others, spiked the drinks of girls at house parties with grain alcohol and or drugs to cause girls to lose inhibitions and their ability to say no. Swetnick said that these efforts by Kavanaugh and his buddy Mark Judge were done so the girls could then be gang-raped in a side room or bedroom by a quote-unquote train of numerous boys. She said, I became the victim of one such rape where Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh were present. So, and I should say that there have been other accusations following Julie Swetnick. I, from what I've read, at least right now, some of them are anonymous. So a lot of people are treating it very cautiously because at this point... Now that the story is gaining so much traction, we have to be really careful about, like, you know, parsing details like Julie Swetnick and Blasey Ford, who have a lot of details, who are going on record, uh, just so it doesn't undermine the investigation. Because, let's be honest, it's also a possibility that a Republican operative could send a fake story. Right. And then it turns out it's not true. And they're like, well, there you go. We can't trust anybody. So it's it's... It's very important to be cautious moving forward. I really, I don't understand. <clears throat> I think I said something similar last time I was on, but like the, if Ka- does Kavanaugh really want to be on the Supreme Court more than he wants to get absolutely dragged through the mud for an indefinite amount of time? Well, what's interesting is about him, and you know, I was talking about the dual memory thing. He might have convinced himself and I think he has, that he's the victim. Where he's like, <laughs> I, you know, she's remembering things differently than I remember things. I'm a good man. I coach, you know, girls basketball. Gross. I'm a, I know, that's weird. Uh, I'm a pillar of the community. You know, this woman is trying to destroy my life. Even though, again, he is applying for a job. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get this job, he still makes over $200,000 a year. He's got a beautiful family. He's fine. Yeah, he's not going to get... F- Fired from, I mean, he could get fired from his other job, but can you, can they fire judges? What, I don't, I don't even know what kind of judge It depends on how is. they're appointed. Right. I mean, like some are elected, Elec- some, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, voted out. But like Blasey Ford, if we're talking about who's risking more in this situation, it's the women who are coming forward to testify because their names will get dragged right. through the mud. Yeah. I mean, uh, Blasey Ford has already talked about how she and her family have had to evacuate their home Mm because they were getting death threats. It's already fucking with her life. So if you're going to talk about who the victims are, yet again, it's the victims being victimized by society for daring to come forward and confront their accusers, which, again, they should be applauded because they are being so brave, because they are risking so much. Absolutely. Um, So, fucking Trump. He's such an idiot. Um... There's so much that 
we're going to get to in the good news section because it has to do with people laughing at Trump, which always makes me happy. He does this weird press conference, um, news conference, with reporters after the third woman comes out to accuse Brett Kavanaugh. And he, in typical Trump Trump style, goes on this weird tirade where he talks about his own sexual misconduct allegations. He goes, I've been accused. I've been accused. I believe it was four women, which first of all, no, it wasn't. It was, it was way more women than that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check with Sean Hannity. You can check with Fox because they covered it very strongly. I was accused by four or five women who got paid a lot of money to make up stories about me. We caught them and the mainstream media refused to put it on television. They refused to even write about it. There were four women, and maybe more. So, first of all, nearly two dozen women have credibly accused Trump of sexual misconduct. Um, he was likely referring to women's rights attorney Lisa Bloom, who set up a GoFundMe for client Jill Harth, who said in a 1997 lawsuit that Trump forced her into a bedroom at Mar-a-Lago and attempted to rape her. As Snopes points out, Harth never even wished to go public with the accusation to begin with. She was outed by reporters in 2016, and her GoFundMe raised only $2,317. So that's the big money one of his victims got, $2,000, which wouldn't even cover a fraction of legal fees. Right, not at all. Not at all. Um, So uh, the same conference he goes... If George Washington were a current Supreme Court nominee, Democratic lawmakers would vote him down. So he says at one point, George Washington may have had a bad past. Didn't, uh, didn't he have a couple of things in his past? Okay. Uh, George Washington owned a lot of slaves mm-hmm. and actually chased one down on horseback when they escaped in the woods. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he had a couple of a couple of things in his past that Democrats might be like, we can't vote him to a Supreme Court uh, seat. He owns slaves. But I'm um, but cherry tree and, sure. and wooden teeth. Wooden teeth, and that's fun. Yeah. It's a fun little party trick. That's a thing. Take your teeth out. Yeah. Something that my grandma definitely can't do. <laughs> yeah, I would hope your grandma doesn't have wooden teeth. I'd be like, is your grandma okay? No, but she, <laughs> they make better teeth, teeth now. They, but they not out of wood. So same conference, he calls on a Kurdish reporter, and he calls him Mr. Kurd. What? <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. Again, what? What? Did, did he just... I? Mm. And then he's like, I like the Kurds. They're good fighters. What? Hey. <clears throat> he, I... I don't know how to respond to that. Every time I think he's like as big of an embarrassment as he can be, he somehow outdoes himself. Which is kind of nice, but ridiculous. <sighs> I, I love that. Like, I, I kind of like that he can always outdo himself when it comes to embarrassing himself in public. Yeah, I know. Oh, should we talk about Brett Kavanaugh's stupid calendar and how it doesn't prove anything? Uh, it proves that he might be a little bit of a sociopath. Well, who in high school has a calendar? I did. Did you? Yeah. But I certainly don't have it you anymore. You didn't keep it. Okay. No, I, yeah. I needed to like oh, keep track true. of shit. Yeah. I think I had a calendar. But like I didn't, uh, for people to be like, see, he didn't write down rape a girl in his calendar. So clearly he didn't rape a girl. Oh, yeah. Because I want to keep like an old copy or an old ver- like an old document full of all my crimes. Well, even here's the thing, though. Uh, people are meticulously going through his calendar now, and he does unknowingly confirm a lot of the stuff Mark Judge said. Ooh. Which is, Mark Judge at one point said that he worked at a grocery store um, and that he was working to pay for football, I think. which And there was one of the parties had to do with football starting. And Kavanaugh has, like, in his calendar that he's hanging out with Mark Judge. And, like, so a lot of those details actually do fall into place. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... He was a te- uh, like a blackout drunk teenage boy. How accurate is this calendar? 
calendar. Hands down, my favorite detail, though, is just the beach week in <laughs> yeah. giant letters. Ugh, I, I mean, what an idiot. If he was a blackout drunk in high school, he probably needed a calendar to be like, where am I supposed to be today? Where am I? Where am, what's When's beach on? week? <laughs> oh, right. It's there. I wrote I mean, it in all caps. Yeah, before I had a phone, I definitely had like a planner. But like when the year was over, it you threw, threw it away. It out? I don't keep it for 35 years. My hope. Otherwise, it's too creepy to imagine is that his mom had it or something. Just like a box of his school stuff. Sure. Maybe. Or it's entirely fake. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Uh, So, guys, it's that time of the show. Let's all jump up and down. Here's your good news. So, also in sexual predator news, but in good news, Bill Cosby has been sentenced to three to ten years in prison for sexual assault. Um, did you see his mugshot? I didn't. No, I saw. I saw a lot of pictures of him being like taken away in handcuffs. Yeah, he spent yesterday, I think, a couple of days ago for you guys was his first full day in prison. So, uh-huh. they have his photo. Is it like fancy rich people prison? No. <gasps> really. Mm-mm. Oh, it's definitely not. It's not like a resort. He was he's been labeled as a dangerous sex sexual predator, like in his official record. Wow. Yeah. Let me see if I can get uh, the prison. up that's, for you. I mean, that's that's something at least. It's very I mean, it's a very small sentence. It is. But also he's it's something he's elderly. Right. So, I mean, I don't want to downplay it because in terms of like what he should get, this is obviously uh a fraction of what he should get but at the same time considering um how old he is he's at the end of his life um you know not he, he might not so last that's that a cell long. okay pretty standard prison cell that's yeah. the prison I so it's not like a resort mm, it looks a little shinier than it could be <laughs> um it's it's so it's so weird, like how much I believe in prison reform or like abolishing prisons, perhaps. And then when this happens, I'm like, you stay in there. You stay in there. Yeah. So he's like, um, he's at Pennsylvania State Correctional Institute at Phoenix. It's a maximum security prison. Okay. So yeah. And where? Uh, it's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do do you think that they're gonna keep him like separate from other people? Maybe I not solitary. Maybe not solitary, but like in a private cell where like. My prediction is that a lot of prisoners might be like, "This is kind of cool. Bill Cosby's here." Right. So he might kind of be like a celebrity, and not people like gunning for him. True. A lot of people might actually still respect him in prison. That's fair. You know, I guess, yeah. Um, it's not like. This is so fucked up to say, but, you know, a lot of prisoners who have been committed against uh, committed of sex crimes against children, they have like a target on their back in prison. But he raped adult women. So probably not the same amount. It's totally fine. You know, women are people. Um, If I had to predict, maybe it would sort of be like, you know, like um, I don't want to compare it to that. That's not a similar crime. I almost said Martha Stewart when she went to prison. Mm-hmm. I was like, insider trading, not as serious as this. But, you know, like it was a celebrity in prison. Right. And a lot of the prisoners were like, this is cool. Martha Stewart's here. Right. Um, um, I also, I mean, like he is, he's still rich. Very rich. So he's like, he's going to have like an endless amount of stuff. He can get at the commissary. Well, I'm wondering if they'll do what he, they did with OJ, which is there was a separate civil trial. I, they're they're already starting that. Okay, yeah. I see. I saw a headline. That's about how that. they like they take your money. Yeah, right, right. Uh, because there's the criminal trial, which is he got three to ten years, but then also they can come after your money. Mm-hmm. Which do that, please. Yeah, take all his money. <laughs> That's all he has left. He lost all his degrees and his freedom. Take his money now. I like when like. Uh, like it was a couple months after all of this started really breaking, and like they just started slowly putting the Cosby Show back on TV. 
I know. Without really announcing it. And I was like, oh. We all remember. <laughs> we all totally remember. Uh, so also in But that is, that is important for other people in the cast, not just him. Like they need, some people need residuals. They do. I get that. I get that. Yes, I do get that. They probably and made enough over the years, but I don't know. They do need their residuals. It's How not, about this? It's not their fault. How about this? They all get their residual. Uh, they have to show a disclaimer before every episode that Bill Cosby's a rapist and he doesn't get any residuals. Fair. Or <laughs> if they just like, if everyone else in the cast is fine, but he's just blurred and you can't hear him yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Honestly, he was not the best part of that show. No, he wasn't. For me. Uh, yeah. Um, Mrs. Huxtable. Claire, Claire. Claire, Claire Huxtable. Huxtable. She was the best. Oh, I loved her. Yeah. And Rudy. Felicia Rashad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rudy, not my favorite. No? No. When she got a like, I, did, a little, I did love Rudy. When she got a little bit older, I was like, "You're sassy, and I like it." Um, Lisa Bonet was my girl. Oh yeah, she but was my. She, she went away to icon. go do. I know, but when, she, when Denise was around, I was like, "This girl's my fashion icon." Yeah, she was so cool. Ugh. She still kind of is. She's oh still God. like gorgeous. Yeah. She looks exactly the same, which is I'm like, "You're a witch." Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. And her daughter Zoe. Oh, Zoe, so I beautiful. Zoe. Looks ex- like a carbon copy of her mother. It's so gorgeous. They're they so look. Cool. They literally. I know that that's something weird to say about a mother and daughter, but they literally look like sisters. No, they actually do look they like sisters. Exist. It's bizarre. So, also in kind of good news, I wanted to talk about this because we talked a lot about Rod Rosenstein on yesterday's episode. Trump has postponed his meeting with Rod Rosenstein allegedly because he wanted to avoid interfering with the Senate hearing on sexual assault allegations against Brett Kavanaugh. I think they're just trying to figure out what the fuck to do because like if he fires Rod Rosenstein, it looks terrible because of the Mueller investigation. And if he doesn't do anything, then, you know, Trump is obsessed with looking weak. Mm -hmm. So he'll probably think he looks weak in this case. But I think they're just trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Uh, Quick question. Yes. Who? Oh, Rod Rosenstein I have no is idea who that person is. the deputy attorney general. Oh, right under Sessions. Uh, yes. Okay. All so right. cool, cool, cool. he allegedly maybe joked about um, using the Constitution's 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office. The 25th Amendment is like if the president is either physically or mentally incapacitated, you can use the 25th Amendment to get him out of office. Isn't isn't that why FDR like hid his polio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he joked, maybe joked, maybe seriously. No one really knows uh, that he would wear a wire and talk to Trump and try to prove that he was not fit for office. Mm-hmm. So Rod Rosenstein denies he said that at all. Some people are like, maybe he said it, but he was joking. You know, like you could easily imagine someone being like, "This guy is wackadoo. Yeah, I should wear a wire." And then someone's like, oh, the deputy attorney general says he's going to wear a wire. And it's like, was he actually going to wear a wire? I mean, do you even really need to do that, though? Because I feel like you could show a lot of his speeches to, like, someone who could be like, this person is insane. Yeah, but also imagine what he says behind closed doors. Right, right, I'm right. sure Ooh. there's been a lot of people who are like, the fuck? You know? Um, I mean, we already know that from Bob Woodward's book, that people are like, oh, my fucking God, this mm-hmm. guy is going to get us killed. So, Yeah. That's the Rod Rosenstein sitch. Um, Oh, yeah, the UN. Oh, my God, this was so funny. So Trump (laughs) claimed his administration is one of the most accomplished in U.S. history during a speech on Tuesday at the United Nations General Assembly. And the audience reaction caught him off guard because they burst out laughing. (laughs) Because you have to remember, like, not that the United States is a force for good or anything, but... um, there have been administrations who oversaw like the construction of the highway system and public schools and landing on the moon Mm -hmm. and desegregation and like amazing achievements. Um, Not to give the federal government credit for any of those, but in terms of like the president working with like activists to pass progressive legislation or progressive social safety measures. So for him to say that his administration is one of the most accomplished in U.S. history, maybe one of the most destructive. Uh, I mean, they have passed a lot of executive orders. The uh, the baby concentration camps. Yep. That's something you did. Yep. Yeah. Those are still So happening. that's a big thing you did. 
Is it, isn't it nice how everyone's like a little bit forgotten about that? Not entirely, but a little bit. It fell a little bit off the radar because everybody's <laughs> in panic mode over Brett Kavanaugh, and I like mm-hmm. a lot of um, victims are reliving trauma. So I get why it fell off the radar a little bit. But ev- like once a week, maybe on the show, I'll just say baby concentration camp. Yep. To get everybody on the same page again. Baby jails. Baby jails. We have baby jails, everybody. <laughs> so. He said, in less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. (laughs) So true. Who's he talking to? He Mm -hmm. just said, so true. So uh, everybody laughed. And he said, didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fucking shit. Uh, What an embarrassment. It's also, it was such a, a nice moment, though, because it, whenever you see the world respond to Trump, you feel less isolated. Right. Because you're like, right, you guys fully understand how ridiculous he is. He's also very dangerous. Yeah. But to see like a room full of adults laugh at him, I was like, yes, this should happen every time he speaks. Yes. And I would like him to, like, it's it's weird that it doesn't sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, I know that like a lot of like reporters or whatever have to sit there and like write everything or dictate what's happening and maybe not react. But like, more speeches should happen like this, where he's mm-hmm. talking in front of people who can have a genuine reaction to him. Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. This is not like a bad like stand-up <laughs> night, like an open mic night where he's like, yeah, you yeah. laughed at the wrong part of the joke. Oh, no. Cool. You laughed because uh, I forgot to pull up my pants. My pants are on my ankles. Mm. Oh, no. It wasn't because of my jokes. Uh, so also I... in good news, <laughs> and also you know, speaking about adults who aren't buying Trump's bullshit, so uh, there's this new uh, Ipsos poll conducted for the Daily Beast that shows that the public uh, isn't buying Trump's quote-unquote massive accomplishments. In the poll, only 6% of respondents said they believe North Korea had destroyed its stockpile of nuclear weapons in the last year. 68% said that the country had not. And 26% said they, they don't know. Uh, Trump has claimed that North Korea is no longer a nuclear threat, though international inspectors say it is still building its arsenal. Those who have not bought the president's line include his fellow Republicans, 66% of whom say that the North say that North Korea had in fact not destroyed its stockpile. The survey also asked whether the Affordable Care Act has been fully repealed. Just 6% of respondents believe erroneously that that was the case. Uh, it's not true, obviously. 70% said that it was false. 23% said they don't know. So these are just people who are like, I'm calling bullshit on you, claiming you're the most successful administrator. I mean, it's weird to frame repealing the Affordable Care Act as an accomplishment because it's like you're bragging about jeopardizing millions of lives. Yeah. But in terms of like the Trump administration for their major goals. That is an accomplishment. That was one of the biggest ones for them and they didn't fucking do it. So they can't claim it was an accomplishment. Although, you know, the Affordable Care Act is being damaged on a state by state basis. And eventually it could lead to it failing because the Republicans have done everything in their power to make it fail. Mm -hmm. And it was not great to begin with because there were a lot of giveaways to like, you know, the big insurance companies and the pharmaceutical companies. So it was like, a Frankenstein's monster to begin with, you know? Uh, But also in that, there were some good things that would save lives. You know, people being able to stay on their parents' insurance, um, pre-existing conditions, no longer being allowed, like stuff like that was really important. And now the Republicans are like actively working to... Kill people. Kill people. There's no nice way to say that. No. Uh, So, but, you know... Trump's approval rating dipping for any reason is a good thing. Hooray. Hooray. Baby jails. Baby jails. Baby jails, everyone. Keeping you humble in the good news section. Don't forget to register to vote. Oh, my God. Register to vote. What are you even fucking doing if you're not registered to vote? Listen, I know being an adult is a pain in the ass, and there's a bunch of bullshit you have to do every day that you're like, oh, my God, I have to fucking do this always until I die. Yes. Yeah. Okay? You do. That's part of being an adult. But register to vote. It's part of society that we've all agreed is important. Therefore, you must participate. You got to do it. You got to do it. And listen, whenever we were trying to like scare you guys into the worst case scenario, if you don't vote, we're in the worst case scenario right now. So you already know what happens if you don't vote. This. (laughs) This. We're in it. 
so also in good news, just because I like solidarity. Solidarity is a good thing. It's literally one of the only things we have. 1,600 men signed a full-page New York Times ad in support of Christine Blasey Ford. Uh, so this is kind of a, a tradition, because 27 years ago, 1,600 black women signed a full-page advertisement in the New York Times in support of Anita Hill who, to remind you, is the professor who testified that then-Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas had sexually harassed her. And most people were fucking dicks, too, including Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. So today, or this is now a few days old for you guys, 1,600 men signed a full-page ad in the New York Times in support of Anita Hill and Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Uh, so that was really cool. And their statement said, we believe Anita Hill. We also believe Christine Blasey Ford. And I just love that because it's, it's so cool to see society's attitude changing towards Anita Hill too, because she was treated like shit. Mm -hmm. If you ever want to have your mind blown, go back and watch her, her, uh, appearance before the committee. <laughs> She's literally asked at one point, are, would you say you're a scorned woman? <laughs> That's a fun question to ask Isn't that someone. Fun, it's so fun. And also uh what Joe Biden said to her. Because mm -hmm. he's never really fully adequately Apologize. apologized for that. And he was a monster to her. So Anita Hill, truly a, a woman ahead of her time. And it's you know, it's too late, obviously. Uh, but it is very cathartic to see society sort of being like, oh, my God, we should apologize to Anita Hill. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. she was telling the truth and she was extraordinarily brave and was treated like she was a, like a hostile witness. <laughs> so um, the new ad was crowdfunded online with the support of organizations such as the Phenomenal Woman Action Campaign and Futures Without Violence. The campaign, which was created over the weekend, has exceeded its fundraising goal of $100,000, receiving $137,000. So, hell yeah. Hooray. Hooray. Do we have time for that? Nah, let's end things on that. Let's end things on solidarity. Is there, Charles, anything else you would recommend people do to sort of... You know, do self-care when things are so tense right now with the Brett Kavanaugh stuff and all of that bullshit. Hmm. I guess... Mm, Are you trying to not say something violent? I'm trying to not say something <laughs> that was actually, like, the opposite of what you just asked me. <laughs> um, hmm. Let me think. I'm not. I'm not sure. I. Mm, I got nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing. So I would say. I was trying for my answer not to be sarcastic, and I can't think of anything not sarcastic. Yeah, I would say like <laughs> it's totally fine if you don't want to follow the Brett Kavanaugh stuff because it is now largely out of our hands. I mean, if I really support people who are going to protest and stuff like that and who are calling their senators and representatives, because that does help a lot. But if it's just too much for you, and you're like, I can't watch this fucking hearing, don't watch it. Yeah. There's no reason that you should be hurting yourself just to watch a bunch of old white dudes not believe a woman. Also, guys, I've seen so many people on Twitter engaging with these trolls who are arguing in bad faith. Oh. The, if anybody ever jumps into your mentions and they're like, but what about Bill Clinton? Block. They don't actually care. Block. They don't actually care about any of Bill Clinton's victims, who I believe, obviously. But, like, there's no amount of evidence. We literally have the president on a recording bragging about sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter to Republicans. Don't there's care. nothing you're going to say that's magically going to convince them. They hate women. They don't believe women. So don't waste your energy arguing with them. Here's what we have to use our energy for winning elections. Yeah. Don't argue with trolls online. You know, like if, if you do, if you are feeling very frustrated and you're like, I want to use my energy in a, in a proactive way, call your senators, call your representatives, vote, get your friends to vote. 
I'm a fucking pain in the ass every time I vote. <laughs> I text everyone and I'm like, did you vote? Are we going to go vote together? You know, like mm-hmm. make it a thing. Go with your friends, you know, but do it, guys. Go with your neighbors. Yes. And your roomies. That's what Charles and I did. Yeah. We voted together. Also, if you're in a position to do so, go to lighttreason.news and sign up as a member. We're a 100% listener-supported show. That's you guys. That's why there's no ads on this show. And you can support Light Trees and News for as little as $5 a month or a one-time donation. Yeah. Guys, go do it. Thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs>